Hello and welcome to already the fourth episode of the podcast by the Port of Rotterdam. As you know, in this podcast, we discuss some of the most influential developments, trends and innovations with industry leaders in shipping and logistics. We are recording from the top floor of the World Port Center in Rotterdam, overlooking this stunning city. And today joining me is Evelyn Brass, Director of FIRM, Rotterdam Port Cyber Resilience. And I cannot wait to interview her and find out what it is her organization does to protect the port and its businesses against the risk of cybercrime. A hot topic. Yes, Evelyn, welcome to the show. Um, before we go, uh, we talk business, we really dive into the topic. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, I can. And thank you for inviting me here today. Uh, my name is uh, Evelyn Bras, and I'm 47 years old and live outside the city with my husband, kids and dogs. And um, I like the environment being very quiet to give a balance to the, 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 the hectic environments uh, we live in here. So uh, I'm very curious about uh, many topics uh, that come my way. And uh, um, being a director of firm, which is a hot topic in cybersecurity, it's also a very hectic co topic. Yes. So, yes, I like the quiet and peace of the uh, outside uh, Yeah, so the countryside uh, combining uh, with the, the city, um, um, yeah, that's very nice balance, I think. Yes, it yes. is. So could you tell us a little bit more about your career path? Well, it's it's uh, started about uh, 30 years ago when I studied computer science. And um, 30 years ago, it was not really cool to be a nerd. And uh, when I uh, started my, uh, my journey, um, I was one of the very few females amongst uh, quite a lot of men. And uh, that was, uh, at, at start, it was very um, uh, difficult to get adjusted to. But once I got the hang of it, um, that was okay. I started in telecommunications, being a development engineer in the time that uh, the telecommunication business was very um, um, subject to change because of the regulations. Um, and afterwards, I went working for a big defense company. And I moved from developing to business development, to project management, to um, uh, public-private partnerships and corporations. And, uh, well, that's... Uh, That's when I uh, ended up now as a director of firm. Then yes, it yes. is. Yes, <laughs> one because, way or the other. <laughs> yes, one way or another. Yes, because how, how how did you become a director of firm? Well, um, in the last years, I I did start the uh, um, well, and this abbreviation is in Dutch, <laughs> uh, uh, Cybersecurity Center for the Mac Industry. Yes, okay. <laughs> Cybersecurity Center for the Manufacturing Industry. Well, well done. Uh, well done. Thank you, and. Uh, I also started uh, a smart industry field lab, The Garden, for cybersecurity and data sharing with, uh, within the manufacturing industry. And I was also uh, chairing Boost, which is a, a public-private uh, combination in Eastern Netherlands. And doing that, I um, got acquainted to a lot of engineers and a lot of entrepreneurs in that area. So when last year firm went from a project within the port of Rotterdam to an independent organization. They wanted an independent face to lead it. 
and that's when they contact me contacted me yes so there was a there was a nice telephone call for you yeah well it, it matches all the boxes it matches all the boxes and actually I had a I had a job offer for uh, a different uh, uh, a different job but I took this one because well Rotterdam it's attractive. <laughs> yes, it's, it's also about Rotterdam. <laughs> it's also, yeah, it well, comes with Rotterdam as well. Yeah, there's a lot of going on here and there's a lot of energy and I like that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And um, um, well, you told me before that you also have been a personal victim um, of, of cybercrime. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, well, it, it was a long time ago already. It was um, after I lived in Germany for a couple of years. I moved back to the Netherlands and all of a the sudden there was this LinkedIn profile with my name, my picture and uh, the German residence uh, I, I used to live in. And actually there was somebody pretty active targeting people to get connected to that fake um, uh, LinkedIn profile. And I knew it was fake because it ha even had my own picture on it. So there was not a different person with the same name. It was really somebody trying to uh, be you, be me. And um, I was uh, uh, I was notified by uh, a, a former colleague of me in Berlin. And it was kind of scary. You don't know why somebody is doing this. Yes, Who's behind it? What's, what's the goal behind it? Yeah. Yes. So Have you ever discovered that or no? No. And how did you solve the problem? Well, we uh, uh, well, he had the the the, uh, the messages from that profile, and I uh, contacted LinkedIn, and we had that uh, account deactivated. So um, it stopped, but you don't know what information they retrieved, and you don't know why they did it or who did it. Yeah. So that that is still a bit of a you know, it, it gives a bit of a, str a strange feeling. Yeah, kind of yeah. nasty feeling or mm -hmm. something that, you, that you're unknown about. Yeah. And, and is it also an experience that helps you now in being the director um, um, at Firm? Well, you know, if, if, if companies or entrepreneurs get hit by a, a cyber attack, I really understand the feeling they get that they lost control, that you don't know exactly what's going on. So, and, and it hits you more than on a rational level, you know, especially with uh, small and medium enterprise companies with people who started their organization from scratch. You know, why is somebody doing this to me? You know, and so even, even though you're not the intended target, you know, if it happens, you get a whole lot of personal questions. Yes, yes, because let's let's move on to to firm. Mm -hmm. Because what is it exactly that that firm does? Well, we we do a lot. It starts from awareness, uh, cybersecurity awareness, uh, cybercrime awareness, sharing information, threat intel, helping organizations uh, how to get access to services, um, uh, sharing information from the National Cybersecurity Center, um, uh, connecting all the responsible uh, people in the harbor area on this topic with each other so they can help each other and targeting some specific uh, port issues. Yeah, so could you say it's a spider in the web? 
Yes, I want to be. You want to be. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because well, um, you know, to, to be, the ambition is to make uh, the port of Rotterdam cyber resilient. That's the mission. Yes, and then you need all those stakeholders. Yes, you do. Yes, because um, when is it uh, founded and, and by whom? It was founded uh, uh, January 1st, uh, 2021. And the founding organizations are Delta Link, the, the safety region Rotterdam Rijnmond, uh, the port of Rotterdam, municipality of Rotterdam and the police. And we also strongly cooperated with uh, DCMR and the Dutch, Dutch Customs Authority. Yes. And those are the public partners. Obviously, we do everything for and with companies and organizations that operate in the harbor area. Yes, so there are many stakeholders uh, uh, involved. Yes, uh, and the and the, the founding partners you already mentioned. Um, what what organizations are for you the, the most important partners? The mo well, uh, every organization is important. In its Doesn't own. matter what <laughs> they are. You know, or you know, you can have a very small company who is uh, in the supply chain of of a bigger one. And uh, if they get affected, uh, the big one can get affected as well. And even last week, I had a I had a talk, a very interesting conversation with one of the uh, biggest companies in the area, and the the uh, chief information security officer there stated, maybe we have everything in control, or we think we have everything in control. But if a gas station down the road uh, uh, gets locked and 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 the roads get blocked, then we are affected as well. So it's, it's about it's the, the weakest the, the weakest chain actually in the whole yes, chain. Yes, and it's not not per se the supply chain. It's it's the entire ecosystem which uses the same physical space. Um, a, a, a very well, uh, an example that has been used a lot of times in this area, of, obviously, is Maersk, whereas the terminal gets hit. But um, uh, because of the logistics uh, uh, holdup, um, the physical area gets blocked. So even if you do not have any relationship with the terminal, you cannot do your business at the moment. So uh, the whole ecosystem gets blocked in its business continuity. And that's very, very um, stressful for everybody. So it's a very... A much connected environment, and therefore we need the cooperation to solve this problem. Yes, and and with what kind of questions are those partners coming to firm? We well, it's very broad. Um, um, last week uh, there was an incident with one of the directors who had uh, his mailbox. Uh, 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 hijacked yeah was taken over was ta yeah. well the address book was taken and uh, everybody in that address book got a phishing mail um, so um, we uh, we, we uh, shared that information with our participants and one of the CISOs of the bigger company found that the address header address had had a certain flaw so we shared that information as well so uh, a lot of firewalls could uh, could uh, filter out that message yeah. so that was well a very technical one uh, very operational uh, very operational uh, another question we got from a smaller company uh, who said well we don't have our own IT department we don't have our own knowledge but we want to invest in uh, in a scanner in a virus scanner 
which one can I use best? That's a very practical one. It is practical, operational, yes. but also um, the strategy for the long term. Because if you talk about cybercrime, um, you talk about phishing mails. Could you just uh, take us through a little bit? What is cybercrime? Well, um, cybercrime uh, uh, consists of maybe even 20 different types. And as you have crimes in a physical world, burglary, uh, uh, theft, uh, you know, uh, break-in, you also have different crimes in the cyber domain. So uh, one of the biggest, obviously, is ransomware. So hijacking data and processes from uh, an, an environment. And to get access to those systems, usually phishing mails are used. But another typical harbor uh, cybercrime is the one of storage spoofing. And spoofing is, is, is faking, yeah. pretending you're something you're not. Yeah, faking your website or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faking a website, exactly. So uh, there are uh, fake websites uh, pretending to have storage capacity here in Rotterdam, where in fact they don't. They don't have it. Uh, but if a foreign trader uh, gets into business with uh, the organization behind the fake website, money is lost. So you could wonder why is that of importance for the companies who do act here? Well, at some cases, lorries uh, come up to uh, sites here uh, wanting to deliver goods or pick up goods where there are no goods where there's no capacity, where there's no deal. So it affects the image of the port as a whole. There are even uh, some uh, traders who do not want to do business with Rotterdam anymore because this problem is increasingly getting huge. And what can a firm do about that then? Because that, well, that is a huge problem. It is, it is a problem and it, it's, it's difficult to tackle because it doesn't happen in the systems in Rotterdam. So it's it's... You know, it's it's, it's on the, in the in the online world. It's in the online world. Uh, sites typically can come from from Russia. Uh, what we do, uh, we maintain a blacklist with fake sites, uh, and that blacklist already has five hundred fifty entries. And weekly, we it add grows. about five. It it grows and grows, and we cooperate with the police, who is who is very. A trusted uh, partner of ours and with SEDN and when it's a Dutch domain name uh, it, it gets taken uh, down and if it's foreign we just warn yeah because if it's foreign you cannot really take it not really out of the no. digital world no. no because how do you work um, how do you cooperate with um, uh, enforcement agencies you already mentioned the police mm -hmm. well we uh, typically share information anonymously. Obviously, we do respect the laws that uh, uh, concerning privacy, and that includes uh, company information. Uh, but we share information about threats, about things that happen, uh, and we inform our participants uh, to prevent such crimes. Yes, and are there also um, if 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 businesses are listening now, organizations, um, how can they join? Can they join firm actually? Because it's more like a cooperation? 
Yeah, it's a corporate. It's a trusted community. A trusted I, community. A trusted community. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where How we, do you become member then? Uh, well, if if you're community. trusted. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> well, uh, uh, companies uh, being a part of the port area can apply. So it's typically focusing on on the port area, and if they're trusted. So we do have a check. You know, uh, and and if it's a fake appliance, you know, f- maybe coming from from Russia, we do not accept the uh, the, the membership. But uh, every legitimate company can become member, and uh, we uh, perform scans and we help them with uh, awareness, with uh, OT scanning, uh, if need be, with training of pe- of personnel, and really join that community to uh, mature your cyber resilience yeah. to get to get a resilient chain yes, yes. and and it's you know it, it sounds like a n- nice to have but it's really a need to it's have. a need and it's also a must have because also regulation is coming uh, Europe is working on the NIS 2 directive uh, a lot of OEMers uh, oblige a certain uh, kind of cyber uh, awareness for their suppliers so um, it's a need to get working on it. Yes, and and uh, on that awareness, firms also working. Yes, we also have, uh, and I, I really like that, uh, uh, the Port Cyber Cafes, where we uh, get a topic and we talk about it and share information, and that's open for everybody. Okay. And is that online or is that in the that, that's, live? That's live on- online. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's both. For uh, it's open and online for everybody to see and for the participants to join physically with a drink. And, and it's on a regular basis every month or every week? That's five times a year. Okay. That's five times a year. Yeah. yeah, and they can find everything on the website, I guess. Absolutely. Yes. So let's also talk about, about the future challenges, because what mm-hmm. do you expect uh, for the future if we talk about cybersecurity? Well, what I expect and what I hope may be different things. <laughs> I hope cyber gets a, a, a fixed topic on every board's agenda. It's about security. It's about business continuity. It's about maintaining your organization. So it should be addressed from the top. And I hope that that's a trend that we will be seeing. Um, for what the- do you see already? Uh, with some big organization, yes, but medium-sized, not not always. Yeah. So no. you still have to work on that awareness. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so it has to be priority uh, uh, for the board. Yeah, it has yeah. to be priority for the board. Uh, and there are a lot of uh, governance institutes who also train. So uh, that that's uh, something that I think we also will be seeing. Um, some other issue that is surfacing at this moment is that up to now cybersecurity was also always or mostly considered an IT issue, information technology, but we see more and more that the control systems, the operational technology and the impact on the physical domain is becoming clear. And last week, I I saw a research reporting that 71% of the control systems have vulnerabilities, so they can be attacked. Yes. And that's that's more than half. Yes. So So that's very significant. Into the physical world now as well, and that will continue. Yeah, it will continue. It will even get bigger. It will become more complex. Yes. And are are we able 
to fight against it? Oh yes, yes, yes. So that's that's not a, a real um, concern that that we we don't have enough um, knowledge or enough people. We we can find it, fight it, but we have to get going. And as 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 safety cannot be the responsibility of one person. So every organization has to step up. Yes. And do you also have any 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 tips or advice for our listeners? How can they prepare or how can they um, act? Well, um, train people. Train your personnel. That's, that's something that every company uh, can do and should do. And uh, obviously also make sure that you know what's happening uh, in your area, in your surroundings, and a membership of firm can help. Uh, but, you know, it may be not uh, um, good to be advertising too much. <laughs> if, if an organization really wants to know why I'm concerned about the port uh, safety and uh, what they can do, they can also uh, get into direct contact with me. Yes, and that that is to share information. Yeah, and that's through the website, of course. Yeah, through the website or, or your LinkedIn uh, or maybe my LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. Well, um, Evelyn, um, we we always close this podcast with a, a question for our uh, next guest, and actually the question is leading. So um, the question comes first, and then the guest will follow. Mm. And our former guest, uh, the uh, harbor master René de Vries, um, he was asking um, this, or he was raising up this question: eh? How can you help me in keeping the port of Rotterdam? The safest port in the world, um, also in the next uh, decades. Well, here you are <laughs> explaining how. Um, but what would be your question for our next guest? Oh, my question for the next guest, without knowing who it will be. Um, well, the port of Rotterdam uh, has 385,000 employees, directly or indirectly working for the for the port. So that's significantly huge. There are a lot of changes coming. There are a lot of uh, uh, changes who demand a different attitude or a different view. Cyber is one, but climate change and sustainability is another. So in such a huge area, how do you change something? Yes, because you can make a great impact as well if you have yes. so many employees and stakeholders. Exactly. And it's, uh, you know, port has a huge impact on the Dutch economy. So how do you set an example and how do you change such an institute as the port area? Okay, wow. So it's more about role modeling in, in this transition? Who yeah. knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Well, we have to find a great guest <laughs> for your uh, absolutely uh, fantastic question, I could say. Well, thank you very much, um, Evelyn, for uh, talking with us, for sharing uh, your thoughts about cybersecurity and cybercrime. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, we are going to close this fourth podcast. And uh, if you have any comments, please uh, leave them and tell your colleagues, of course, and friends uh, about this podcast. My name is Anouska Lehey, and this series of podcasts is commissioned by the Port of Rotterdam, Technic by Bourgogne, production and edit by Louder, brand activation. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next one.